What up? Welcome to the Level Up with Leon podcast where I talk to you about fitness and self-improvement. My goal is to help you become your best self and look sexy while doing it. So this is your one-stop shop to get educated, motivated, and sophisticated. Tune in and I might help you level up to who you want to be. Hello, my amazing listener. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's Monday, so you know it's time to get to the money, get to crushing our goals, and being the person that we deserve to be. Speaking of being the person you want to be, I've got another fitness-focused episode this time. I've got some great tips for your nutrition today that will help you get some clarity on the right path for you in the kitchen, which will, of course, give you the body that you want because you can't outwork a bad diet, right? We all know this. So stay tuned and you might just learn something. Again, I don't run any ads on this podcast, so the growth of it relies on word of mouth alone. If you found some value or entertainment today, please rate it with five stars and share it with a friend or family member who could use some clarity in the kitchen as well. So what the hell are we talking about today, Leon? Well, today I wanted to talk about three of the most common misconceptions about nutrition to improve your body and your health. There is an absolute ocean of information out there on what you should and shouldn't eat, okay, when you should eat it, and so on. Is this okay to eat or isn't it? How much should I eat? And should I stay away from things like sugar completely if I want to be in shape? The list is endless, but I want to narrow it down to three things I feel like I hear about the most. Okay, everybody talks about nutrition, everybody seems to have an opinion on it, but I hope that this list that I'm about to break down can can clear up some misinformation out there that is confusing you, frustrating you, restricting you, and overall holding you back from achieving your fitness goals due to not being able to follow a nutrition program you can stick with long-term, which is the most important thing. I don't care what you are doing. If it's something that you can't stick with, it's not for you, period. So with that being said, let's jump right into the first common misconception. All right, number one. Now, these are not ranked in any particular order. Okay, but the first most common misconception that I see a lot is people thinking that they need to have an all-or-nothing mindset in order to be successful. Having an all-or-nothing mindset is super common among beginners, especially because they feel that in order to be better, they have to be the opposite of what they are in order to change and be better. While this is potentially true in the final analysis, in the beginning, the amount of change you have to make to actually see objective results is small and does not require an extreme and sudden adjustment to your lifestyle, okay? Trying to do too much too soon is perhaps the most common downfall of beginners trying to start their fitness journey because they overestimate themselves, to put it bluntly. They think that they are capable of going to the gym five days a week before they've even been there once. They think that they can change their whole diet overnight when their eating was mindless and unorganized the day before. Now for some, this all or nothing approach may work, but it doesn't mean that it worked well or that you will stick with it, which is what matters the most. I personally made dramatic shifts to my life when I started, but I also had an overwhelming amount of motivation and willpower to do so, which most people don't have. Okay, honestly, a lot of people that get in the gym for the first time, they're not exactly so excited to be there. In fact, they probably had to force themselves to walk through the door. Okay, so 
I also do not live on the same program that I did then anymore. Okay, I've changed and adapted to be able to have a more realistic program as my life has has progressed. Okay, I actually do less and get more from my training and nutrition plan because I found out quickly that the masochistic and dramatic approach to fitness is not sustainable for a beginner. This is especially true if you have many external obstacles that could get in the way of you carrying out such a rigid program with a high volume of change initially, such as if you have children, work a demanding or stressful job, or just have many obligations in general that take up a lot of your time that doesn't allow you to have a relatively predictable schedule overall. Okay, so be real with yourself. This is incredibly important with Anything that you do in life that's new to you, that's challenging, be real with yourself. It's not about what you should do. It's about what you can do, okay? That's a huge difference and something that I think is extremely important for a beginner in the fitness world, whether it's someone that has just started for the first time or someone that has taken a huge layoff and is coming back again. You have to humble yourself and realize that you are starting from scratch. So thinking that you can go from A to E to T to W to Z is just is just not realistic most of the time. Okay, again, I did it, but I had an extreme amount of willpower. Not everybody has that. Okay, so be real with yourself. Okay, so this house of cards that you tried to build overnight will collapse at the slightest breath of wind. Okay, so if you stack too much shit on your plate too soon, chances are that it's going to fall off pretty quickly. Okay, at any amount of pressure or, you know, distraction, it can easily be thrown out of whack and it can be extremely defeating. Okay, this can lead to you feeling disappointed, which can ultimately lead you to being too pessimistic to try again. Okay, and all of this can be avoided. So, how can it be avoided, you might be asking. Well, when I'm working with a client that's trying to make improvements to their eating habits, I start by finding out what's the smallest amount of change this person can make today that is A, purposeful enough that it will actually be done, and B, meaningful enough that it will show a notable improvement, and C, It isn't too easy that it is meaningless, but it isn't difficult enough that the client doesn't struggle greatly to achieve it. With this approach, I show the client that by making consistent baby steps into the better ways of eating, such as consistent eating, eating enough calories and macronutrients, and adjusting when things get in the way, aka being flexible, that over the course of weeks, months, and years, their eating routine is completely different. It supports their goals, whatever they may be, and they didn't have to sacrifice their old life entirely to do so, okay? So one of the things that I commonly tell my new clients is before I teach you about what to eat, I'm going to teach you how to eat, okay? A lot of people that I've met over the years that I've been doing coaching is that people will come to me with very sporadic eating schedules. There's no organization to it. There's no planning. And they think that the first step is going to be, oh, let's adjust what you're eating. When it's like, first of all, you need to have your calories figured out first. You need to have a consistent inflow of calories per day before we do anything with those calories. Because it's not going to matter what you're eating in terms of macronutrients and things like that if you're not eating enough calories and your calorie intake isn't consistent. So that's typically the first thing that I end up teaching a lot of my new clients about is how to eat before I teach them about what to eat. So notice 
This is basically the complete opposite of the all or nothing approach. I'm sorry to rain on your parade, but that's just not how sustainable body composition and behavior change work. Okay, just like anything in life that's worth having, shit takes time, okay? And that's okay. Not everything has to happen tomorrow, okay? Nowadays, I feel like we are so used to constant instant gratification with things like social media and just, you know, just the internet in general. But unfortunately, again, the reality is, is that if you want something to stick, if you want to get good enough at something that you know how to make something stick and that you can you know, adjust as needed so that things are easier for you, then you have to go through the hard time of not really knowing much about what you're doing for a while and using trial and error and doing what works for you and being patient. That's just the way it is. Good shit takes time. There's really no way around that. So the sooner that you can realize that, I think the easier and less pressure that your, you know, fitness journey in general will have knowing that it's okay to screw up, it's okay to take your time, it's, it's, it's not a race, okay, it's a marathon, it's not a race, okay, so keep that in mind, I hope that that helps you, okay, humble yourself, stick to what works, and do it for months and years, that's the real unsexy way of how this game works, okay, that's just the bottom line, I'm not here to spew bullshit at you, I'm here to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear, because For me, that's what's tended to work the best in my life is when I'm learning about or being told things that I need to hear that actually help me instead of just tell me what I want to hear to spare my ego and my feelings. Is that really doing anything for us? I don't think so. I think all that does for us is just make us feel good in the moment, but then we're right back to where we were before we got that and we don't have the answers that we actually need to move forward. Okay, so hopefully you can have a better perspective on this all or nothing approach and realize that it's not necessary. You can make baby steps and see great results over time. If you focus on the behavior each day instead of the outcome, it's going to be much easier for you to put in the work that you need to do to not only get the body that you want, but keep it also. So have you ever dealt with having the all or nothing approach when it comes to nutrition or fitness in general? Is there an obstacle you're facing that I could help you overcome to give you the environment that you need to have a more sustainable approach? Hit me up on Instagram at levelupwithleon, spelled the same way as this podcast, and I'll be happy to give you some advice for absolutely free. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to rate it five stars and share it with a friend or family member you feel could benefit from my content. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope that I'm making your life in the kitchen a little easier so far. All right, number two, okay, and this is a big one because this one is almost as big as the whole carbs are bad for you myth, okay, that I feel like I didn't want to cover in this episode because it's been made pretty clear by now that carbs are not bad for you. In fact, they're great for you on so many levels. If that's something that you'd like me to get into in a future episode, I can, but 
I feel like that's something that's pretty well known. So I feel like it's not really going to be anything new that you're hearing here if I just talk about carbs. So instead, number two is diet things and sweeteners are bad. Okay. This right here was holding a lot of you back for hacking your nutrition and getting nothing or almost nothing calories from your food and liquids, especially. This myth about things like diet soda and sweeteners, particularly made from aspartame, has been pushed by ignorant media outside of the fitness world and spread by ignorant people within it. This whole craze started back in the early 2010s from quote-unquote studies showing that diet sodas or anything containing artificial sweeteners were quote-unquote linked to cancer and obesity, among many other things that aren't even worth mentioning, Okay, which is actually completely false, but no one really seemed to care about that. Here's why all this is bullshit, and I really hope that this clears this up once and for all for you, okay? So, first things first, anything can be linked to cancer, guys. Anything. The validity of saying something is quote-unquote linked to something in the human body bears absolutely no concrete evidence that something causes something. Why? Because think of how many things are quote linked together in the human body, okay? Millions of things. Sure, if you get cancer, could diet soda and sweeteners be linked to it among the million other occurrences in your body that, when working together, made the cancer appear? Sure. But does that mean that diet soda and sweeteners should be banned because of this reason? Absolutely not. If this were the case, we might as well just starve and die, right? Because logically, that seems like the best approach. If everything causes cancer, then we might as well just starve and die, right? Because that seems like the most logical approach. Starving and dying is at least better than cancer, right? So if we can at least have some control over things and just starve rather than get cancer, at least we beat cancer, right? Which makes so much sense. So number two, okay, diet soda doesn't make you fat because it doesn't have any calories. Shocking, right? They say that the chemical ingredients in diet soda cause you to eat more because the brain doesn't realize it's food and so you get hungrier. This doesn't really make sense when you think about it, okay? How can the brain cause you to do anything with something it doesn't recognize? That's not how the brain works. It doesn't just act spontaneously like that. The truth is that diet anything is an amazing choice for losing weight because taking diet soda, for example, diet soda has carbonation, which gives your stomach a more satiated feeling than even water does. Yes, actually, diet soda is better for dieting than water. And there have been studies that have proven this, okay? It also can satisfy cravings for sweet, more calorically dense food. So stop the cap, okay? Let's move on from this subject. This is getting as old as carbs are bad for you, like I said, okay? Just stop it, all right? Diet food is, is almost essential for losing weight, in my opinion, because of how much of a hack it can be. So when it comes to getting the body you want, which is most likely relatively lean and muscular, diet food is your bestie, okay? It will never let you down, and you can consume it to your heart's content. In fact, I got me a nice and cold Diet Coke caffeine-free right here next to me on the table as I'm recording this, okay? And it fucking smacks, all right? So get over it and move on, all right? If you like soda, drink diet soda. If you like a certain food and, and there's a diet version, get after it eat it. It's your best friend now. Okay. So I hope that this helps to dispel this annoying myth. (laughs) 
So did this do a good job of disposing of the counterproductive and false rumors around diet food and sweeteners? I sure hope so because it's literally a waste of your time to think otherwise when you could be including diet food into your nutrition plan to help you not sacrifice tasty things and still consume them for much less calories because fat loss at the end of the day, time and time again, is calories in, calories out, no matter how you look at it. Okay. If it did a good job, remember to leave a five-star rating and share this with a friend or family member that's still trapped in the diet is bad facade. Okay. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's get into the last misconception for today on nutrition. All right, so time for the third and final misconception, okay? And that is that sugar is bad for you. I know, I know, okay? Here we go. This is like one of the final bosses of fitness to try to to defeat and convince people it's not true, okay? But I'm going to try here right now because you deserve to know the truth. The truth put simply is sugar is not what's causing health problems. It's the excess calories that exist in foods that contain added sugar and thus leading to obesity. And that is what's causing the health problems. Okay, not the sugar. Okay, and so let's get into why this is true. So first of all, for some context, okay, sugar has been blamed for a massive amount of health issues such as diabetes and heart disease being among the worst things that sugar can give you apparently. So let's debunk these first. All right. So A, sugar causes diabetes. Here are some definitions of the types of diabetes, type one and type two, in relation to sugar intake, okay? Number one, type one diabetes. Type one diabetes is an autoimmune condition where the immune system attacks and destroys the insulin producing cells in the pancreas, okay? It is not caused by sugar consumption, but rather has a genetic and possibly environmental basis, okay? So it doesn't have anything to do with sugar. Number two, type two diabetes. While excessive sugar consumption isn't the sole cause, okay, keywords of type two diabetes, it can contribute to the development of the condition. Diets high in added sugars can lead to weight gain, okay, bold letters, weight gain and obesity, which increase the risk of insulin resistance and eventually type two diabetes. So once again, we're entering the quote-unquote linked territory that I mentioned earlier in the episode about diet foods, okay? First of all, type 1 diabetes isn't even associated with sugar consumption. It's related to the immune system which sugar can affect, but so can many other factors, okay? Regarding type 2 diabetes, sugar may play a role in its development due to the weight gain that can result from consuming foods with high caloric content. However, this doesn't mean that the sugar itself is solely to blame, okay? The key factor is the prolonged caloric surplus, okay, which happens to be easier to achieve with sugary foods compared to those with less added sugars. This is an important distinction to make, all right? Super important. Natural sugars that are found in fruits, for instance, are rich in micronutrients like vitamins and minerals, making them beneficial for your body. On the other hand, added sugars are just nutritionally empty, okay? providing only calories for sweetness. So the question becomes a matter of selecting what aligns better with your fitness goals, vitamins and minerals or empty calories, all right? The answer is pretty clear here, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to eliminate one in favor of the other. 
It implies that reducing daily consumption of empty calories while focusing on foods with higher macro and micronutrient returns might be a better approach. Okay, with this perspective, you can still relish the foods you love while maintaining a balanced diet rather than feeling the need to sacrifice your sweet tooth indefinitely. Okay, so it turns out you really don't need to cut off sugar entirely. It's just a matter of pretty much like most things in life. It's all about moderation. If your diet isn't totally sugary foods, if you're not eating, you know, cookies on a regular basis from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, chances are you're going to be fine. Okay, you're not going to die. All right, now let's briefly debunk the notion of sugar intake in relation to heart disease. Sugar intake is said to contribute to heart disease primarily for the following reasons. Obesity and weight gain, okay? Diets rich in added sugars are often calorie dense, okay? Again, do you see a trend here, okay? Calorie dense, too many calories, leading to weight gain and obesity, okay? Excess body weight is a well-known risk factor for heart disease, Okay, shocker, I know. Obesity can contribute to high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol levels, and diabetes, all of which heighten the risk of heart disease. Yet again, is sugar truly the culprit or is it the caloric surplus? Oh my God, could it be the caloric surplus? Oh my God, who knows? But by now, the answer should be quite evident. Okay, so again, the trend here is don't be fat. Don't get too fat and you'll be good. Don't get obese. You'll be all right. Okay. So next, inflammation. Okay. Some studies suggest that diets high in added sugars may promote inflammation in the body. Okay. Chronic inflammation is linked to various cardiovascular diseases, including heart disease. However, these studies, A, are frequently not conducted on humage, which is pretty important. Okay, and B, fail to consider caloric intake. Again, ding, 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 ding. Calories is the word of the day today, folks. Okay, crazy how that works, right? Therefore, it's challenging to directly attribute this inflammation to sugar consumption. Okay, and then finally, low nutrient density. Foods with high added sugar content often lack essential nutrients and can displace more nutrient-dense options from the diet. A poor diet can contribute to compromised heart health over time. It's worth noting that an extremely poor diet involving sustained consumption of foods like donuts, for example, would be required to significantly impact health. Okay, so again, you would have to kind of try to eat horribly to be able to make this happen. Okay, yet again, let's take an objective look. Is it sugar that's directly causing heart disease? Or is it the absence of anything besides sugar, okay? The pattern is becoming increasingly clear here, all right? So again, you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. You can just moderate your consumption and you'll be just fine, okay? You're not going to die. Your health is going to be okay. Sugar is okay. It's harmless, okay? Our bodies produce it naturally. All right, so in conclusion, it's evident that the issue lies more with excess body fat than with the specific foods you consume to reach that state, okay? So that is like the, the lesson of the day, okay? It's not about the foods you eat. It's if you eat too goddamn much. Stop eating. Put the fork down. Put the plate to the side, okay? Lock the snacks up, okay? Put a lock on your freezer. Do whatever you need to do to not eat so damn much. I hope that this revelation frees you from unnecessarily restrictive diets you may be following.
okay? Feel free to enjoy an ice cream cone. It's perfectly all right, and you won't drop dead. Just remember not to make ice cream cones the sole focus of your diet. That should be obvious enough by now. All right, so that's all, folks. I hope this episode helped you gain a more useful and productive perspective on things regarding proper nutrition. If this episode helped you in your journey, let me know, please, by rating it five stars and sharing it with someone that you feel it would also be helpful for. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Level Up with Leon podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to follow the podcast and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Your feedback means the world to me. Honestly, it really does. So please take a moment to rate the podcast with five stars if it brought you value and share it with a friend or family member you think might feel the same. Do you want to hear me talk about a specific topic or have a burning question about self-improvement or fitness? I'd love to hear from you. Send in your request to my Instagram at levelupwithleon. It's about the same as this podcast, all one word. And your idea might just become the next exciting episode on my show. For more valuable fitness and self-improvement content, be sure to follow me on my Instagram and threads at levelupwithleon. Let's build a strong and supportive community together. Join the Level Up Fitness Podcast Facebook group where like-minded individuals come together to uplift, motivate, achieve their fitness goals, and level up their lives. For my dedicated listeners, imagine achieving your fitness goals faster with minimal sacrifice and even getting advanced coaching for free by just donating $100 or more to a friend or family member. Join my eight-week remote coaching for transformation and let's win together. Use my service, give feedback, leave a review if satisfied. That's all. Ready to start? Apply via the link in my bio for a limited spot and a success call. Don't miss this win-win-win opportunity. Are you struggling with your form on a certain exercise and you feel like you just can't figure out how to fix it? Send in your video to my Dropbox link in the description and get advanced form checks by me personally for free. Just title the video with your first name and IG handle so I know it's you. If my coaching helped at all, all I ask is that you let others know by sharing it on your social media. Level up your lifts and set your next PR. Remember, I'm here to support you on your fitness journey, and together, we'll level up our lives one step at a time. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Stay motivated, stay focused, and keep leveling up. It's back to the hustle for me. I'm out. But before I go, let me leave you with this quote. To eat is a necessity, but to eat intelligently is an art. See you next time.